Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I am very excited to introduce our guest today. This is Tracy Sponnenberg. She's out of Concord, New Hampshire, and she is the CPO or Chief People Officer of the Granite Group. And Tracy, thanks so much for joining us today. What, uh, what would you like the people to know about you or the Granite Group? Sure. Thanks for having me, Sean. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot you could add. I do a lot of other sort of fun side things like I co-founded our local Disrupt HR chapter in New Hampshire, and I have a, a podcast and a project with my friend Michelle Strasberger called HR Rebooted, and I just joined CPO HQ as a founding member. Uh, and those are all great, but the thing I'm most proud of is working with the people team at the Granite Group, and we're a plumbing wholesaler. We have heating, cooling, water, and propane supplies out of uh, Concord, New Hampshire. And even though we're a, you know, we're a frontline essential business, we have people going into work every single day. We are not what's thought as as a progressive company or progressive industry. But this is the most incredible, engaged group of people that. I've ever met in my life. And it's an absolute pleasure to, to lead the people team. That makes a huge difference when you're working with engaged people, no matter what the industry. So right. that is fantastic. I am, I am glad you're in a spot that you're really happy. Well, let's jump to our questions today. Uh, first question, if you could share with the group a success story that you've experienced or observed of collaboration within a team. Yeah, so I think... I thought about this because I, I you know, this is a, a something that I've certainly done throughout my career, but I did spend a lot of my career, about half of my career as a department of one. But I think the best example I have of this is early, early on in my career, very early on in my career, when I was just starting out, I was very, very focused and very, very um, rule-driven, extremely rule-driven. And I wasn't a good collaborator at all, at all. So I, it was this way or it was that way and that was it. And my boss who I worked with at the time, she noticed that. And there was a particular team member, there was a team of 12, it was a very large facility. And she noticed that I wasn't getting along with this person because he was a rule breaker. And so mm -hmm. she assigned me to work for him. So it was one big team. There. Were, 10 or 12 of us, one big team, but she assigned him as my supervisor. And I left and I cried and uh, I just was devastated. But then I came back and I learned that collaboration is really best when you're on a team with people who are different than you in many, many different ways that it, I was really not uh, serving myself or my company by wanting everything to be the same and everybody to be like me. Well, that's a great example. Thank you so much for sharing that. Question number two, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to measure engagement. Tell us your thoughts. So I'm a big fan of data and analytics now. I, I wasn't always, but I'm a big fan. Um, I do, however, think that sometimes we can overmeasure things. And it, yes, can it be a challenge to measure engagement? Sure. Are there surveys for it? Sure. I think the annual surveys are moving more toward pulse surveys and sentiment analysis and kind of in the moment. So you can measure anything really. But then I think the question becomes should you? 
And there's a lot that you can find out by just asking people, how are you doing? How am I doing? Am I doing everything that you need me to be doing as a leader? How am I supporting you? Getting very vulnerable, asking for feedback yourself. Those kinds of things can go far more toward engaging um, workforce than just throwing out a bunch of surveys. I love that and could not agree more because boy, we, we, we sometimes are afraid to talk to each other and just have some open dialogue. And so I love that you share that, that notion and that idea that we can just ask the employees and our teammates and our team members what they think at different random times doesn't have to be structured, doesn't have to be so formal or in the form of a survey or anything like that. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Question number three, based on your experience, what is one essential attribute of a confident leader? I think, and this goes counterintuitive to what I learned early on in my career, right? But I think vulnerability. I mm. think vulnerability, we're talking more and more about. It's it's somewhat become a buzzword and maybe people will get sick of it. But I really don't think we can talk enough about vulnerability. And certainly when I was growing up in my career, it wasn't okay to share your feelings. Um, and now it is. And not only okay, but it's essential. So can you really be a truly confident leader if you're not bringing your whole self to work? Can you truly be a confident leader if you're not willing to share some of your mistakes and some of your fears and some of your concerns? And I don't think so. So I think that that's the number one thing. And I think it is a tricky line to walk, especially for leaders where that line of vulnerability starts and ends, but I think it's a necessary one to walk. That's an interesting one because I think most people, because I agree with what you say, most people would probably say that vulnerability and confidence are almost opposites, but I agree with you that they really can build confidence if you do it properly. So yeah, I, I, I yeah, I don't agree with that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Question number four, can you share or recognize someone that has had an influence and made a difference in your life? There are really so, so many people, um, you know, and I'll talk just briefly about a couple of them. My my first boss, Benita Joseph, was the one I mentioned who I worked for at UPS, who really, that kind of was a pivot for me, who had me, I hated her for a little while, and then I got over that, assigned me to that um, Dan to work for. Um, huge impact in my life. Um, Hannah Costa was a, a person on my team who helped me learn that I wasn't leading the way I needed to lead. That was a, in my last position and really helped me by, by sharing her vulnerability, helped me become a better leader. Um, and then I'll share my, my two most recent bosses, Andy Greenwald at my last company was really taught me a lot about strategy and, and Bill Condren, my current CEO um, has taught me so much, uh, especially that what a CEO and a CPO can do together to help the business grow through its people and to how to truly lead people first, because I didn't always do that in my career. So that that partnership I had to a degree, but not really. I, I think I really couldn't have that kind of partnership until I figured myself out and figured out my own leadership style and, and what I was good at and where I need to fill in. So there've been so, so many, but those are, are some. Well, thank you for recognizing them. Obviously, for any of us, we have a, a large number of people that have some influence and make a difference, but I appreciate you recognizing those individuals. Our last question, tell us about your first job. 
so I did some babysitting when I was young, but that's um, a little bit different. But my first job, this is really interesting. I was a uh, bakery uh, clerk at Market Basket. So I worked oh, wow. all throughout high school there. And they assigned me to the bakery. And I've talked about this a little, and I look back on this because it's very interesting because I wouldn't have to handle money that we could let other people do that. And that was because I was young and because I was a woman and they didn't know that I, you know, was a straight A student and whatnot. But I, I, it was my first real example of kind of a bias, right? So my mm-hmm. first experience with that as a young woman and um, because it was a full service customer facing bakery. So I did enjoy it. And um, I had a lot of friends who worked there and I don't think I learned as much uh, there as I did in later positions, but that was my very first job. Oh, that's a great one. Thank you for sharing that. And Tracy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Clubhouse, and Instagram at Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-E, Spahn, S-P-O-N, or I believe I'm the only Tracy Spahnenberg on LinkedIn. And so just send me a message or send me a connection request and put a little note and I'd love to connect. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Once again, that's teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also encourage you to subscribe to our, our podcast as well as the YouTube channel. And thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great day. Thanks, Sean.